Welcome to the Jack Mountain Bushcraft Podcast, episode 53. Welcome to the Jack Mountain Bushcraft Podcast with your host, Jack Mountain Bushcraft School founder and master main guide, Tim Smith. I'm your host, Tim Smith. I'm a registered master main guide, and in 1999, I founded the Jack Mountain Bushcraft School. We help people become more skilled, more knowledgeable, more experienced, and more confident outdoors by using traditional skills, a few simple tools, and field-based experience. Whether you're looking to go from city slicker to competent outdoor professional, want to experience a remote expedition, or just want to learn a few new outdoor skills, we've got you covered. You can check out the show notes to this and all of our podcasts at blog.jackmtn.com. When you're there, click on the podcast button. And if you enjoy the show, please leave us a review on iTunes. Lastly, the best way to keep up with our programs and trips is to join our email newsletter. And you can do that at jmbnews.com. Hey folks, Tim here. For episode 53, I interviewed Jack Mountain alumnus and my old friend Donovan Burgess, who runs a surfing school in Costa Rica. It's part of a series, something I've been meaning to do for a while, where I get to speak with Jack Mountain alumni and teach you guys all about all the cool things that they're doing. So without further ado, let's get on to the interview. Welcome back to another episode of the Jack Mountain Bushcraft Podcast. We are joined today by our old friend and Jack Mountain alumnus, uh, Donovan Burgess. And Donovan, um, first of all, how are we doing today? Well, well, great, Tim. Thanks for having me. Um, I'm doing good. I'm sitting out in my garden um, down here in Pavonis, Costa Rica, and uh, it's a beautiful day. The waves are small today, um, so it's been a relaxation day and a, a good day to catch up with you and, and talk with you again. Awesome, man. So, um, yeah, this is we're coming to you through the miracle of modern technology. We're recording this on Skype, so if there are any little glitchy, weird bits, it's not our fault. It's the technology's fault. Um, but I'm sitting here alongside a frozen lake in New Hampshire. There's no waves because all uh, the waves are stuck under the ice, but it is super windy. Um, so, yeah, we're we're sliding in a winter, and you're sitting in the tropics, and it's pretty it's pretty cool. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> go ahead. Uh, yeah, so I just um, can you tell for all of our listeners out there in podcast land, it's right now it's December seventh, uh, two thousand eighteen. You did our year long, the Jack Mountain year long immersion program in two thousand twelve, uh, two thousand thirteen, I believe. Um, and now you ha- run an awesome business, and I know it's awesome because I follow what you do online, and I'm super interested. But you run an awesome business down there on the coast in in Central America. Can you tell me a little bit about the business, like the name of the business, and what you guys do? Yeah, absolutely, Tim. Um, the name of the business is called Liquid Session Surf. Um, Liquid Sessions is basically is my um, it's my interpretation of the aloha spirit is what the Hawaiians call aloha. That's the uh, matching of the, the, the mind uh, and the breath, the land and the water all together. And it's just my expression of it, uh, sharing that aloha spirit, uh, sharing the surf and, and nature, really. And um, 
you know, a lot of inspiration came from come, came from you, right? Going out to your course and seeing the way that you were doing things and the way that you were teaching. Definitely a big inspiration and was part of the foundation that led me to where I'm at now. You know, so it's it's neat to see like the the full circle of where I was 10 years ago, you know, 15, 10 years ago, attending your class, and then to where I'm at now, been living down in the tropics and running these these surf camps, um, you know, and teaching teaching surf. So it's been a it's been a wild ride. Um, it's been a blessing to be able to build liquid sessions. And really, the idea of it is just, you know, again, to share the experience of getting out and catching waves. So I'm stoked on that. That's awesome. And I can honestly tell you that every time I look at your website and look at your photos and social media and stuff, that if it weren't for these pesky like kids of mine and house and dog that needs to be fed and all that, I'd be down there right <laughs> with you <laughs> as quick as yeah, I could man. get there. And one of these days I'll, I'm going to take you up on that, on that offer. So, so, uh, awesome. So you teach people how to surf. Is there, do you do other things? Like, is it a full service thing? Like, do I just, if let's say, uh, I wanted to come down there do you hook up lodging meals? Like how does all that work? Yeah, we do. We do it all. Um, we do everything from um, a two-hour, um, you know, introduction to surf. This is the basic getting out into the water, uh, safely getting out into the water, and and the basics of waves. To um, you know, week-long uh, to month-long surf trips where all-inclusive. Uh, you know, lodging, food, we're picking you up from the airport. Um, and, you know, you're getting your own private chef, you're getting your own masseuse, you know, we're doing, you know, the whole red carpet. So the only thing that you're worrying about is coming out and surfing and just putting your focus into surf. So it's a great vacation in that way. Um, that you can, you can make it the way that you want, right? You can be, you can have just the surf or you can be all inclusive. You can do it all a cart really. So it's very flexible in that way. If you go to the website, liquid session, surf, uh, com, And we will, uh, we'll link that in the show notes for this just so that people don't have to remember any of that. They can click a link, but go ahead. Absolutely. So, uh, you liquid session, surf.com. And on there is, you know, my story and, and who I am. Um, I definitely referenced Jack Mountain Bushcraft on there. Um, and then, you know, there's the surf, the surf trips and what we're specializing in. And you can get the whole idea of, of you know, what's going on from there and the gist of what we're offering there. Um, but yeah, we're, we're dealing with the whole experience. And it is, to me, it's, it's, it's the whole lifestyle of, of, of what it is. And with surfing, it can be very intimidating to people. They see it on television or they ha were around the water when they were kids. Um, people are fascinated with the ocean and they see people catching waves and they, and they see that they want to do that, but they don't know how to get in and do it. It can be intimidating walking into a surf shop and everybody is fit 
and they're talking a language that you don't understand. You know, you can sit and listen to surfers and have, if you're not in with the lingo, you don't know what they're talking about. Sure. And all that stuff can be intimidating. And so I really, we're really here to take that and help integrate right into the lifestyle to the understanding of what we're trying to accomplish out into the water, the surfing lifestyle, what, what it means to catch a wave. Um, you know, it's just not standing on the surfboard, but, you know, in the same regard as with bushcraft, your interaction with nature, the surfboard just happens to be our, our tool that we're using. You know, you can use all types of things out in the water. Uh, you can surf the wave with stand up paddle boards, uh, body boards. You, you don't even need a board. You could just go out and ride it on your body with your body. Um, but you know, we use the surfboards here a lot, and that's that's the main thing that we teach. But it's the interaction with the water. Um, the Hawaiians they considered surfing to be the highest level of communion with the gods, right? Uh, not just the Hawaiians, but the Polynesians. Um, th it was part of their tiki religion. So the is how it worked is the better the surfer you were or the better you were at communicating with the gods, the bigger the kahuna you were, which is, is quite fascinating, um, you know, when you're looking at that from the, from the outside. But when you get into surfing and you start catching waves, you'll start seeing that connection. And, and you know, going out and getting out into the wilderness, there's something just magical about it, you know. Yeah, for sure. I, I love that you guys do the, I mean, I'm sure there are lots of places out there where you can go and do like a one hour surf lesson, but I love that you're really focusing on the experience and offering those longer, more in-depth sort of immersion programs, because obviously, you know, I've make my living running a, you know, a program like that, but uh, focused on bushcraft, but I, I really do think that they offer the greatest potential for growth, right? Interpersonal growth. And I think that for someone, um, you know, what we run into is sort of rural northern Maine is we found that the longer, more immersive type programs are important for us because let's be honest, it takes people a long time to get there. We're pretty far off the beaten track. And, and with you, you know, being way down in Central America, I'd imagine the same thing that, you know, probably no one's going to fly down and go through all the airport hassles to do an hour long lesson with you whereas <laughs> right. you know but but to you know to be able to spend a month and really make it worth their while i think those types of experiences if you know i think they're going to see massive massive growth in the coming years just because people are you know we're sort of tired of the as a culture we're tired of of experiences that are managed for us that aren't authentic right i mean like you can go to a theme park where everything is fake and just designed to take your money or you know you can go have a real experience um doing something that's authentic in the actual you know in the wilderness of coastal central america and the wilderness of wherever but it's a real authentic experience and i think that's an awesome awesome thing that you're doing and i think that's what um you know probably sets you apart and makes you unique in what you're doing do, do you have i mean do you yeah. are, are there other people that are offering similar sorts of experiences well yeah first off tim i totally agree with you i believe that we are like, you know, we're like the Lewis and Clark uh, of uh, the modern day because of the technology that we have. And people are knowing what works right away. They're communicating. And that mainstream thing that, you know, as you're talking about going to the amusement park and everything, it, it's just, 
you're seeing more and more people are looking for an, an experience. They want to go experience, um, uh, you know, this life experience like you talk about. And, and that's what's happening. I think it's getting back from, you know, you're seeing the main, uh, you know, like Billabong is, you know, going upside down and these other bigger corporations are starting to focus and trying to bring their focus around to the experience again. And I think that's because of, you know, technology, the, the you know, from Facebook and Instagram, um, say what you want to about them. But the pluses of it is people get to share these experiences. People will get to see, you know, these experience that people are having, the um, where they're, where they're, the, the um, what's the, the setting that they're at. They're going to these beautiful outdoor places and people are seeing what's possible. You know, that it's possible that you can start doing something, you know, later in life. I started surfing at 30 years old, 29 years old, you know, and it, I didn't imagine that I could have done that before, you know, and I think seeing the opportunities of it and getting out and, and being immersed with it really helped. Um, and, you know, that's and going through that process, it, it really you know, opened me up to sharing that experience with people and seeing that there was a need for that out in, out in the world that I was, as I was going and, and surfing more and, and teaching more, I was seeing that the experience was lacking, that there wasn't, uh, there wasn't anybody offering, you know, the, the, the full experience. Now there's, there's surf camps I see that are out there and they're, they're teaching surf. I don't see anybody doing a month long camp, um, like I'm doing, uh, um, and I also, um, you know, I don't want to be taught. I don't really want to talk down about other camps or, or, or what they're doing, but I find that their curriculum is lacking in what they're doing and how they're teaching surf. But we are starting to see an uptick in that as, uh, as instructors are becoming, um, more wanted. People are wanting to surf more. They want the more, they want the experience as they're sharing it on Facebook. They're knowing what works. And so over the last couple years, um, I've definitely seen an uptick in the presentation and people uh, uh, teaching better classes because it was, it definitely was lacking for, for some time. We're starting to see it now. Nice. And I, and I think we're seeing it in a lot of different industries, though. We're seeing this switch, this change that's happening around the world. Yeah, for sure. I think people realize, like you say, one of the benefits of our modern communication technologies is that we don't have to to settle for, you know, what's local to us. For example, you know, I remember back in the day, and I'll date myself here, you know, pre-internet for me, um, I remember getting into... Uh, or finding out that there were other people that were interested in primitive living skills, that I wasn't just the one weirdo, you know, that there were actually a whole bunch of people out there and, and, you know, the, the internet made it easy to connect with others. And I think now we're sort of at the, I don't know, maybe the third, fourth, or even fifth generation of that. And now with, it's so easy to reach out, like we're, we're speaking, you know, halfway across the world and it's like, we're in the same room. So the technology has definitely made that a lot simpler. And I, and I think it's facilitated people seeking out those authentic experiences, exactly like you say, where they don't just want to go take an hour long, you know, intro to the basics. They want to go have that real experience of being on the water. And I think that, that that's an awesome thing. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, I agree with you. So absolutely. Can you tell um, me just a little bit about like just tell tell my tell the uh, the audience here just a little bit about your background and how you ended up, um, which I'm sure people out there in podcast land listening to this are thinking, uh, now this guy's got the, one of the greatest jobs in the world. So so you yeah. know, first you were born, then you uh, went to high school, <laughs> and now you do this, right? Is that the short version? So give me yeah. give me the little longer one. <laughs> yeah, that's the version. Um, we have some big things coming out, uh, coming up in the future, and I'll lead into that with with the story. Um, I come from California. I was born and raised in California, up by the the wine country. Um, I was introduced to surfing um, young, uh, six years old at Santa Cruz, California. I caught my first waves, but it wasn't something that I was um, uh, I wasn't exposed to all the time. We weren't we weren't uh, right on the water. Um, and where we did live, it was cold. And, um, my father wasn't, uh, big into the ocean, but we were big into the lakes and the streams and the fishing, um, and the hunting. Um, and, you know, through that love of the wilderness, you know, I ended up finding you and, and getting out to you and, and, and harnessing and, and honing those skills some more. Um, I didn't get the time with the ocean that, um, a lot of people did. I, I would go and visit every once in a while, but I wasn't surfing. I was spending my time uh, doing other things, so fishing and just being around the water, building the relationship up with nature. And it was a saving grace to me. Um, I joined the military after high school and I you know, had a rough go, go of, of life through those years. Um, as I was a recruiter in the Army, I was stationed in Vallejo, California, close to where I was lived and where I, where I was brought up and uh, a bad place, uh, very bad ghetto. And I had an apartment in like the heart of the ghetto there. And some of my friends from high school that had a rough go of it were living there. They weren't doing the best things. And I was sort of using my my military prowess and, the, and getting into the same thing and doing, you know, living a life that wasn't, you know, necessarily all that great. And my roommate who was in the military, uh, Coley Pratt, his brother was Chris Pratt or is Chris Pratt, who is, um, he's in the, the movies now and uh, he's quite famous and has, has done a bunch of stuff. At the time, he wasn't the mega star that he is now. He was just on the WB on the show. It was like One Tree Hill or something. And I remember trying not to be very impressed with it, you know. And But he opened me up to this idea of, you know, like he, he told me this story of how his life didn't start for him until he went out and started wanting to do what he wanted to do. And he had sold all of his stuff and he had quit his job and he went to Hawaii to chase the surfing dream. And I was 23 at the time and that story stuck with me and it, it opened my imagination because I was in the military because I didn't have any imagination. You know, I was in a, I didn't know what to do. If I didn't go to college, I didn't know the next step. And I thought I was going to learn about the wilderness and the army. You know, I saw that they wore, camouflage and so i thought that i was going to learn about survival and all this stuff through the military and i was very naive um and so i get out and that story from chris 
resonated with me. And he's telling me how because he had given the stuff up and he didn't worry about the money, he, you know, he changed his goals and how he was perceiving things and just started surfing that life started opening up for him. Like the things in life started coming to him. And then, you know, the next, you know, he's getting paid to be basically who he is, this character. He, he's a, he's a nut. He's a character in real life. And so he's getting paid to do this on television. And, you know, he's getting paid at the time. He's telling me like, you know, $40,000 a month at the time, you know? And, and so that had stuck with me and, and, it just sort of resonated with me. And as I went through life, I start, I was like, you know, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do what Chris inspired, inspired in me in this story. So I started talking about it. I started saying that I was going to leave the country and I felt like I needed to leave California for a fresh start. Um, I was either going to end up in prison or I was going to end up dead. Um, I was already heavily addicted to, um, to some drugs and opiates and things from the military and so um, I decided that that's the, that was the thing that resonated in me, the story. It just, I just heard it. And so I decided to come to Costa Rica 10 years ago. And that's when I found surfing. And, um, you know, once I started getting into the water and I started surfing, it brought me back to my childhood, the relationship that I had built um, with my brother and my father going out to the wilderness and the hunting and the fishing and the interaction. And, but there was something more to it with surfing. The surfing was, it just spoke to me. It was an interaction like no other that I had never experienced before. And it, I knew as soon as I had caught a wave, as soon as I went down the face of the wave, um, that I was, that was what I was going to do. That is what, that I was going to go and follow that um, until I couldn't follow it anymore. And that's just how, and that's, that's where I've been at. So since then, everything I've really been doing has been to keep me in the water, um, to keep me surfing, um, and to become a better teacher, to learn how to share this experience with people at, at at a high level, at, the, at a way that is that can connect with 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 people, and so that's really been what we've been what I've been trying to do over the last ten years. That's awesome, man! What a great uh, what a great story. And I'm sure I think we just figured out uh, that what there's like there's like eight billion people on the planet. I think we're getting like for each episode of this podcast, we're getting like fifteen billion downloads. So I think you know that <laughs> just means that everybody on the planet's listening to us. So I'm sure if uh, you know, if Chris, when you when you hear this, I'm I'm sure it'll make you feel good. Right? Yeah. <laughs> He's the exposure. I've, you know, I've lost contact with him and his brother, and his brother now has a million followers. I, Chris has I I don't know how many millions. Um, it's close to a billion followers. Or something crazy like that, maybe hundreds <laughs> of millions. You know, it's something silly, and uh, you know. So I, I have left a message. I wrote a blog and a, I wrote a story about about this whole thing, and you can check that out on the website. Um, and the story, I believe, is is better written than I just told it. But um, I sent him a message, being like, "Hey, you know, uh, I'm just gonna, you know, put. So I have some stories about, you know, how you inspired me, but I haven't heard back from him. You know, I doubt he sees any of that stuff. He has handlers and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. sure. He, I'm sure guys like that get like, you know, who knows how many messages a day. 
Um, yeah, yeah, like number, yeah, like number three, six million comment. You right, know, yeah. so, like, and like you, you, you couldn't, you couldn't answer them because probably at least like three quarters of them are from crazy people that are, you know, whatever. I saw you in my dream, and you told me to hold up the gas station in my town, or whatever. Or, you know, yeah. just crazy stuff. Right. So you know, I don't know what's going to happen maybe um i'll run into him again and uh we'll get a catch up and do that he he was um uh somebody that was good to know his brother was a good friend and you know i only got to hang out with him a couple times but those couple times just made a huge impact just really opened up my mind and for him it started with surf also and it started with nature you know and that's really what the surf is you know as you know you say you know, these great teachers talk about going out to the wilderness, find oneself and ask the questions about life. And the fact of the matter is the ocean is the most wildest place that we know about. Right. And there's don't even, I mean, we don't know what it was. We know more about like the surface of the moon and the surface of Mars than we do about the ocean. As I read that from time to time, like it's just unexplored wilderness for the most part. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And it is. And that's, I've heard that before too. Uh, you know, I don't know the parameters of that, but yeah, they, there's so much unmarked, you know, they don't know a lot about it. They're finding out things about it all the time. The water has memory, you know, and so um, it's, it's fascinating. And as you know, we're, it's just, it's fascinating to learn about it all the time. And it's always changing. It's changing our perspective all the time. And there's something that's just good that comes out of going out and and getting out there with nature you know yeah definitely um Mm -hmm. and especially you know the ocean is like uh i have a a friend a native woman and she would always refer to ocean like in the first person as if it were like you know sort of a sentient being and i always found that to be very interesting that's just how her culture evolved to understand the ocean and i you know i i I spend a lot of time as much time as i can on the ocean we're doing guided sea kayak trips now um and i absolutely love it and i think when i think of the ocean i often think of it uh you know we live on a small lake here in new hampshire but i've you know i'm always drawn i think like you always drawn to water in any way shape or form it's just something that that draws me like crazy but i always too look at it and i and i you know, the rational brain of mine, like the Western brain of how I was raised always says no, but the, the sort of non-rational part of my brain, when I look at water, when I look at the ocean, when I look at the lake, I always think that it has moods and it has personalities. And, you know, I think there's probably people listening to this that'll poo-poo that and think it's, you know, kind of whatever, but, but, you know, if you haven't been there and experienced it, you probably have no idea what I'm talking about, but I'm guessing that you probably, you know, whether or not you agree with me, I'm, I'm guessing that you could understand where I'm coming from with that. I totally agree with you and totally understand. I want to go back a little bit though, to you were saying your Indian friend. So can you give me an example of how she would sound like or how she would talk about the ocean, Tim? It was just more like, uh, you know, she would never talk about the ocean as if it were like a thing. Whenever she would reference it in a sentence, she would talk about, and then ocean would do this. Oh, know, and then? As if yeah. it were, a, you know, like a, a, a person. Yes, I dig it. I dig it. Uh, um, yeah, the, you know, there's, you know, like I was talking, I said something about the memory of the water uh, that they're finding out more and more about. You know, so... 
scientifically proven, right, uh, peer study reviewed that one third of your healing ability, right, of, of our autoimmune system healing itself comes from um, uh, the placebo effect. Like that, that's huge, right? One third of, of that is coming from your, your thoughts of, of healing yourself. And so the idea that water has, has memory, right? And if you're having controlling thoughts of yourself, are, is this also happening with the water, right? Is the water holding in, in the, the same type of effect? Um, I know that's totally out there and that could totally be put on. But yeah, there, there is a vibration from the water and there is, uh, I feel it differently from, I can feel the difference from the Pacific Ocean to the Caribbean Ocean. It's a different feeling to it. It says there's a different feeling or vibration of walking into the jungle and walking, or, or let's take from the Calif Northern California wilderness to, to Northern Maine. There's, there's a feel to it. Not just that it's a different place. It, it feels different to the soul when you go out there and do that. And, and you just don't know until you go and experience it, like you said. Yeah, that's cool. And I definitely agree with you that there's definitely different feelings in different places. And, you know, I think uh, a lot of the research that I do on, on learning and on how people learn, and, and you could take it so far as healing, that so much of it is the subconscious. Um, and that the, you know, the conscious brain, that, that frontal cortex uh, is trying to catch up that we think that we're driven by this rational thought process in the front part of our brain. But, you know, I think the reality is that the thing that drives us are, is the subconscious and then we rationalize it with the frontal cortex, but kind of a long winded way of saying that like, there's, I think we're aware of a lot of things that we're not consciously aware of is my point. And I think right. what you're talking about it has everything to do with that, that, you know, these things that we're, we're aware of, we're viscerally aware of it, but maybe just not consciously aware. Like we couldn't describe it in words, so to speak. Yeah. You know, like, so, you know, you have, there's people that are, you know, they're getting up to the, to an alarm clock, they're going to work, then they go to the gym, they're doing these things that allow them that they believe to have a healthy life. And, it's a rhythm and they set this rhythm. I find that through surfing, like since I've started surfing and st living, I don't have an alarm clock anymore. You know, I used to dread that sound. If I heard a commercial of the, eh, 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 my body twinges and I'm like, it's like, you know, chewing on foil and it's like, wow, I can't believe that I used to have to force myself to get up to go to do this. And, now I'm up at 4.30 in the morning, sometimes earlier. I'm up listening to the waves. I can hear them. And, and, and what is this wave? You know, we're going out and, and the wave is everything. It's in everything that we know about, right? From the smallest molecule to the largest galaxy, it's a wave of some sort. And the wave that we surf is the only one that I know about that we go and physically go and interact with, that we go and dance with. And there's, there's something special about that, but it gets you into a deeper rhythm as you get into the rhythm of the tides, 
right? The tide is changing a half hour, 45 minutes every day for us around here, right? The moon cycle is not quite 24 hours. It's 23 and, and whatever it changes to, 23 hours and 15 minutes, a half hour. And so the tide is changing from, if it was 12 o'clock today, it's 12.30, 12.45 tomorrow. And so that is changing. And when I go out to the water changes, right? When, you know, when we're going to sleep and rising is going with the sunset and the sun rising. And so the rhythm of my exercise is going with the rhythm of the tides. And so all these little rhythms, these waves that are all around us, that are around everybody, instead of fighting against them and, and being, uh, you know, and not flowing with them is the best way. Cause that's what surfing is, right? It's not, it, you're not wrestling the wave you're dancing with the wave you're in motion you're with one with the wave and so this one this one you know people call it a sport but it's a lifestyle thing helps bring all these other um vibrations and frequencies what you know into into balance right the waking the wake and sleep cycle the food everything starts coming into this like natural rhythm and for me, I can feel the difference. I live the difference. I see the difference. And it, it's, it's the world to me. It's, it's, it's enough that I want to share that with everybody, right? Yeah, that's, that's just flat out awesome. And um, we're getting up close to, to time here. We've been talking. It seems like we've been talking for two okay. minutes, but it's been like 35 minutes. Um, yeah, enjoying it. Yeah, me too. I, I wish we uh, wish we had an opportunity to catch up more often. Maybe we'll have to make a point to do that. So, um, Liquid Sessions Surf. Uh, I'm speaking with Donovan Burgess, the founder and owner, um, who I've had the great pleasure to spend lots of nights around an open fire with on the trail, summer and winter. Uh, and you guys can check out everything that he's doing. Go to the show notes for this episode. And uh, we'll definitely link up uh, to Donovan's website. Um, he's down there in, in Central America, in Costa Rica. Uh, and uh, any, any last little bits of wisdom for our audience, Donovan? Absolutely. I'd like to let you know what I have coming up. Oh, yeah, um, definitely. I have some really neat things that are coming up. I just finished a photo shoot with Panasonic um, and their, um, is, their camera is uh, the uh, Lemix, right? The uh, Lumix. And so they sent um, a photographer down and, and uh, we shot this amazing video um, down here. And this is for um, a friend of mine who has a, a company called Don't Blow It. It's a, uh, eco-friendly uh, swimwear and clothing brand and we have linked up and we are going to do a an amazing epic adventure from uh, Canada where we'll start up in, uh, up on the coast there up in Canada and we're going to do a road trip of the California uh, the Pacific coast down into Mexico and it will be be a ice cream truck slash surf wagon slash pop-up merchandise pop-up store so she will be able to do her merchandising from from the van the 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 uh, the vehicle that we're, we're making this rad surf vehicle it's just going to be the the gnarliest 
ice cream surf wagon thing that you can dream of. Nice rims, good music, the whole deal. We're going to have good ice cream, like not good ice cream. We're going to have healthy, nutritious ice cream and coffee. And we're going to be promoting the liquid sessions lifestyle, this surf lifestyle, the Aloha lifestyle. You know, that connection of the, of the mind, the heart, the breath, the outdoors. And we're going to be spreading that love down the coast. We're going to hit some of the festivals. We're going to hit all of the surf breaks. And the, the real neat thing about this is we're going to be able to reach some people that we normally wouldn't be able to reach and bring them down to Pavonis. We're out in the middle of the jungle in paradise down here. Um, and the neat thing is we're going to be filmed. We get, uh, we're going to film this whole thing, make a pod series out of it, uh, a podcast and video blog. And not only does it get to be filmed, but we get some of the best equipment and we get some of the best people in the business that get to come out and, and do the work. So we're making this quality videos. It would be amazing, Tim, to get you to come out and spend some time with us, maybe doing some sea kayaking up on the West Coast there, up in the Whistler area. Oh, man, I, I would love that. And, um, you know, that would be the idea is, is you know, get my uh, – you know, my dear friends and the people that I've met from adventuring around and have them come out and, and spend some time and, and do some adventuring, you know? Yeah. That, uh, yeah. I mean, basically your story, you had me at living in an ice cream truck, everything else after that was just a bonus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, that I, 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 I go, you know, if I wasn't a surf instructor, what job would I want to have? And, I, I owned a bar uh, before on the Caribbean side, and I had a blast with that. I learned by having this bar and restaurant that I really enjoyed bringing food to people. I like to be a service of people and bringing them food, and it was a joy to me. And I love ice cream. Um, I know you love ice cream. We've had the <laughs> great ice cream, cream challenge out there. <laughs> and, you know, I go, if how could I go around? How could I surf? How, how could I go and, and spread spread the aloha? And do something that's fun and adventurous, make some money doing it so I can support. It's not making money, but support the dream, you know, and 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 then spread the love of ice cream because nothing brings people together like food and especially ice cream. And so this dream of mine I've been working on for, for some years and writing it together, writing it up and just sticking with it and now watching it come together. So we're in the first stages of it. I'm stoked to be able to share more of it as we're going, get along with it and, and start um, showing it. But um, you can check out Don't Blow It um, on Instagram um, or don'tblowit.com and they will be having the new video that's coming out. Um, her name is Robin Waters. She does all of the uh, video work and photography that's going to be going on for, um, yeah, for, the, for the ice cream truck adventures. That sounds like an amazing, amazing experience, and I can't wait to follow along. Um, and I will definitely make sure that our audience uh, gets those links uh, so that they can follow along as well. Uh, but yeah, what an awesome, what an awesome time! And 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 man, that sounds great. I'm super excited for you, man. Yeah, for sure. Thank you. 
So yeah, we've well, we're up to like forty minutes. I don't the attention span. My attention span usually is like you know less than a minute. I'm kind of like my dog at this point in my life. Uh, so maybe we better wrap this one up. But hey, thank you very much for taking the time. Um, again, Donovan Burgess, Liquid Sessions, Surf. Um, so for any of you folks out there who are interested in coming up and spending a month or a couple of months doing bushcraft with us, you should also seriously consider heading to Central America and spending a month on the water with Donovan because it'll be life changing. Yeah. <laughs> Jim. Yeah. Thank you so much, brother, for having me on here. It's been a blast, uh, to be able to talk with you again and to share, uh, you know, share the love, uh, of the outdoors that we have. I, sh I appreciate it, man. You're doing good things out there for sure. Awesome. Well, uh, thank you very much and hope everybody out there in podcast land enjoyed this and we'll hit you back soon before too long. Take care. You have been listening to the Jack Mountain Bushcraft podcast. For more information on our professional wilderness guide training programs that are college accredited and GI Bill approved, visit us on the web at jackmtn.com.